Hey guys, welcome back to Off the Waters. Your host, Darth Yacker. Joining me tonight, I've got Tyler Caldwell. He's back in action after being out the uh, last couple of weeks with some home renovations. Uh, we've got our sponsor coordinator from Bayou Coast on, Aaron LaRose. Also joining us tonight is second place winner from Rumble on the River, Benjamin Day. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Aaron? Good, man. Good. Okay. Well, great. Thanks. Thanks for participating. Real time, real time lag here. <laughs> so look, guys, we got a great show. Um, got a lot to cover tonight, actually. Uh, Falling Tide is coming up. It is just around the corner. We have got about a week and a half left. This cold front is coming through this weekend. Uh, the temperatures are dropping. I think it's going to be just in time for Falling Tide. Hopefully it'll be enough to push those trout inside. We'll have uh, some, some really good trout coming in. I know when we were out there recently, we did catch a few already starting to come in, some smaller ones. So we're really hoping to see them. Uh, the redfish are everywhere. And I know there are some reports coming in of some some nice flounder being caught as well. So the real trick, I think the key for this uh, falling tide is going to be locating the trout and trying to get on them. Um, I think that the reds are going to be easy to come by. And I think flounder are there if, you know, if you, if you can find them. Um, so... You know, we're going to go back a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Falling Tide. We're going to cover the rules again. Uh, launch. Uh, Aaron's going to be here to talk about some of our sponsors, our great sponsors, some of the prizes we're going to have at the raffle. We're also going to talk about the first, second, and third place prize for Falling Tide. And um, we're going to cover the results from Rumble on the River, as well as uh, our recent trip to Lake Gunnersville, where a few of Bayou Coast members went down and fished a beautiful Lake Gunnersville and uh, Alabama, northern Alabama, up there by Tennessee. But um, let's go ahead and get started because we got so much to cover tonight. I want to hop on over to Benjamin Day. Uh, ben, you go by Ben, right? Yeah, Ben. Yeah, ben. So Ben is um, he's he's been a club member for how long? About but so this is your second year now. Yeah, it's about two years. About about two years now, and he's fished a number of our tournaments, and um, he he's been he's been working hard trying to improve his skills. And finally, um, all the hard work and everything's finally paid off for him. So, Ben, just real quick, a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you where are you from originally? Uh, I grew up in the Baton Rouge area, and uh, I went to Dutchtown High School. And um, I was in the military for a little bit, and then. So you're a Gonzalez boy. No, uh, Prairieville, like the edge. <laughs> I'm I'm from Prairieville. I went to Santa Mall before there was okay. Dutchtown, so we're like brothers over there. Uh, yeah, we played yeah. football all the time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, was, you know, there was no Dutchtown. We were there. But, uh, so, so you you grew up over that area. You went to LSU? No, I, I didn't. I just I I, jo I went. I joined the military. I, I did community college and stuff. And um, I got out of the military in 2015. And um, I, was, I needed some exercise, so I had a buddy, that he, he um, uh, Alex Fortenberry, he got me into the kayak club, and uh, he, he, I lost a lot of weight, and uh, yeah, it was a, a lot of exercise, and, and then I finally started uh, learning how to catch fish. It just took a long time. <laughs> it, it does, it was, especially it, when especially when Dan Robdell's your tutor. So <laughs> I imagine that you know you're kind of learning on the fly with him. So what what branch of the military were you in? I was in the army. The army? What what what? Uh, you were like you know in the in the tanks or? I was uh, actually in the Army National Guard. It was okay. in, uh, Baker, Louisiana, and uh, we I did route clearance in Afghanistan. And you, uh, you were one of those guys that went and found the bombs before the tanks ran over them. 
Yeah, well, I was a gunner on the uh, in, in my uh, company, and we had guys in our in, in the vehicles, and they would control robots, and uh, they would uh, you know detonate the, the IEDs with the robots. Jeez, man! Well, well, one, thank you very much for your service. Uh, that's some pretty scary stuff there. Uh, you know, I can only imagine one being in the military, but then being in a war zone like that and having to go through and try to clear bombs and stuff. I mean. Again, the only thing I could think would be scarier than that is fishing with Dan Robdale. But um, anyway, uh, enough about Super Mario. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about um, you got into kayak fishing. You said a buddy of yours. Yeah, a buddy of mine through the military got me into it. And um, it, it, I, I didn't know anything really about fishing. I mean, I did it when I was a kid with like a cork and a cricket. But I, that was about the extent. And I That's LaRose kind of fishing there, buddy. <laughs> So I started with a tandem kayak. It was me and my wife and uh, we would go out and my wife won't touch the bait or nothing. So I like, she'll sit in the back and she'll put the, you know, she'll swing the cork in front of me and I would put a live shrimp on there. But the only problem is when she caught something, I just got a lap full of fish and I didn't know if it was going to be a speckled trout or a hard head. Or a hard head. <laughs> like anything. <laughs> And uh, we actually got a snake in the kayak one time. Oh. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> we uh, definitely upgraded to the Hobies uh, like after after that happened. And so, so she fishes with you, too? Yeah, she, she fishes with me, too. We, we both go. That's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know um, Tyler's wife will fish with him sometimes. I know some of the other club members. I know Todd and Trisha fish together. And um, Jason, I think and his wife sometimes will fish. Uh, and some of the other guys. So, you know, that's, that's really awesome. You guys can get to go out uh, there together. So you started, um, you live in New Orleans right now, right? Yes. I live in, uh, in Metairie. Uh, okay. Over there by power, like power and Kenner. Mm-hmm. And what area do you typically fish? I started learning Hopedale, um, like before they even had the kayak launch and I just fished that March behind there. Mm-hmm. And I started with live bait and popping corks. And then I went to, um, you know, like voodoo shrimp and popping corks. And I basically like each little category, I worked until I got like sufficient. And I felt like I because it's otherwise it's too daunting. And I don't know which direction to go because there's so many different styles to fish. Right, right. Um, and you, that's, a, that's, a, that's the general progression. What you'll see is people will start with live bait, you know, dead shrimp, live shrimp, you know, cockahoes. Then they'll progress up to like um, something under a popping court because it's kind of easy. Um, and then, you know, a lot of guys will progress after that. There are some guys that don't really progress past the popping court. Not mentioning names, but there's some guys that progress, stay on the popping court, and they don't really move to the next level. Um, but anyway, and look, I was stuck under a popping court for two or three years, and you can catch a lot of fish, and you can catch good fish. Um, but one of the things I learned fishing with different people was that, you know, I'd think, well, if I can't catch it in a popping cork, there must not be any fish here. You know, and that's just not true. You know, <laughs> it's just me thinking, uh, once you learn those different styles, though, you know, um, you know, popping cork's not going to do you any good when you fish in the marsh in eight inches of water, you know, when there's a bunch of grass. Exactly. Yeah. So you started kind of learning the different things. And, um, and, and so tell us about your tournament experience here. You've, you've, I know this was your sixth or seventh tournament rumble on the river is that right yeah i did uh this was my sixth i did uh paddle blues a couple years ago and then i did the midnight sadness that was (laughs) (laughs) yes 
That's the one where all the officers qualified by catching three trout. <laughs> that was wild. I, I, yeah, that, it was fun. It was fun. I'll never forget that one. It was. Yeah, I don't think any of us will. <laughs> that was one of my more better, one of my better ideas. I think. <laughs> so, so you struck out at Midnight Madness like a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I caught one hard head in like twelve hours or something ridiculous. Yeah. And, um. What what tournament did I, I think I did minimalist and then I did trout challenge. Um, trout and, challenge in um, in in uh, Point of Shin. Uh, no, that last was last year. That or was trout challenge this year. This this year. This okay. Year, yeah. And I, I think I fished uh, like Lena Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah. I I caught like three eleven inch trout. Wow. Named. The, a lot of those tournaments though that you just mentioned, a lot of them were tough. I know Midnight Sadness was a tough tournament. Um, Trout Challenge last year was 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 tough, and this year it, it was really hit or miss for Trout Challenge. Like if you got on them, you got on them, and if you weren't on them, you just there were nowhere to be found. So it was it was kind of an interesting tournament in that regard. So you you go rumble on the river. You said okay. Uh, you had pre-fished it some, right? Yeah. So I uh, basically after Paddlepalooza, um, so before Paddlepalooza, I have a camper, a, a little travel trailer, and I moved it down to a bridge side for a month. And I was like, I'm gonna learn Grand Isle. It's gonna happen. And I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that good. I did great like the day before Paddlepalooza, but I didn't do that good during the tournament because of the crazy weather. And um, so after that, I told myself I have all summer to get ready for Rumble. And me and Dan Robdell were kind of on the same page with this. And um, I, we, I fished Delacro and Reggio a lot of the summer. And um, it, it is, uh, I use a, a, the Matrix Hog. I know a lot of people uh, don't like use them I know for, I, that I've seen, but uh, they just came out with them. And uh, they work great in Delacro. But, it's, a, um, it's a Matrix Hog, you said? Yeah, it's like a little brush hog, like a lizard. Oh, oh really? And uh, I found they work great, um, uh, you know, in the St. Bernard area. But that's the only place I had a lot of success with them. So I, I like, did a lot of fishing with soft plastics uh, over the whole summer. And I was just, there's just so many different combinations that you can use. It's, just... it's crazy. So what, what type of, uh, what type of kayak are you in now? Right now, I got a 2019 Outback. Oh, I mean, my wife like, has the 2019 compass. It's like the Cadillac of kayaks right there. Um, so, so tell us a little bit. I know you, you, you were pre-fishing for rum on the river. Yes. What did you decide on as far as the area that you, you wanted to fish? I, I decided just to go with the uh, oddball uh, and everybody's been talking about 23. I know y'all been talking about 23 on the show and, mm -hmm. and I, I've heard great things, but I just didn't know a lot about it. So I just went down there. And um, I just started working, working like a certain area. And um, I, I had my my fish finder and I would just mark my points. That way, you know, when the tournament time, I didn't have to like fiddle with my phone. I just could follow my tracks and not waste any time. Uh, because one thing that I learned over the summer is with all this heat, you got a small window. Small window. Fish yeah. Really active. Uh, yeah. So um, you ended up fishing down Highway 23, and I know um, I ended up fishing Lake Hermitage area, and I know we had a lot of people fishing down there. It was it was a good area. It was it was really hot uh, leading up to it. A lot of redfish were being caught. 
um, the trick was really kind of finding those those big fat redfish. You know, plenty of redfish and, and some nice size to them, but they were still a little skinny. Um, you know, a 27 inch redfish may only get you six and a half pounds. You know, as the trick was trying to find those really good ones. So on tournament day, uh, what 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 was kind of your plan of action? What what did you decide you wanted to do? Well, I knew I wanted um, to go to some water. You know, I wanted to go to some shallow water that was next to big water because I know the fish want to cool off, you know, when it gets hot. And then they can sneak in there for a snack and then cool off. That was the idea that I was thinking. And um, <laughs> all, a lot of the fish that I saw that I caught, they were all tailing. And I'm, they were probably just having a buffet on bait. Like, and uh, I don't, I just, like I said, I just wanted to weigh one fish. And then I was thinking, well, maybe I'll qualify. But I, yeah, I had no idea because let me tell you, I learned a valuable lesson on the tournament day. Definitely don't leave your bump board at home because <laughs> I had these fish on my paddle trying to measure them on a paddle, <laughs> sliding around. And I almost like let one of them go because I was, I'm just like, oh, I mean, I'll just let them go. And I was like, wait a minute. What am I thinking? Is he, and, is he 27? Is he 26? Is he 28? Yeah. yeah. It, it, I, I lost, probably lost a year of my life, like the, the drops of the weigh-in because I had no idea. If and they were like, legal. Yeah, until yeah. I got there. Yeah. So, it, it's tough because, you know, you get those and, and some of them are so close. I mean, I had one that was quarter inch over, but I caught him so early. I figured he's going to shrink in, you know, he'll shrink in six hours. You know, you're almost guaranteed to get at least a quarter inch shrinkage off of him. Maybe, maybe a half an inch, depending on how much ice. We didn't have a lot of ice, you know, we had enough to keep him cool, but not enough to really shrink him. So it was, you know, we were sweating when we got over there. So, um, you get in, what, what, what type of baits did you fish with during the day? So I've t- Dan got me on the spoon and mm-hmm. I was just like, this thing is awesome. And I've all, like I said, I've only been using the spoon for like three weeks. So it's even extra awesome. I like can't throw it enough. Um, but my other, <laughs> my second bait that I love are the, those saltwater assassin curly tails. And saltwater I, assassin. Okay. Yes. I love, I just, I thought they looked cool in the water and I'm just like, man, they just look so awesome. The curly tails like really long. And I like the natural colors, like the dark greens, um, silvers, uh, the dark browns, maybe. Um, and yeah, I just I, I either pair those with an owner and like a, a with a shiny blade, mm-hmm. silver or gold, or and I use Lazy Man. Man, that's some pretty fancy stuff for a guy that was fishing popping corks last year. He's using owner hooks and the spinner blades and and spoons and stuff. I'm yeah, but you, know, but you know he's being honest when he calls the avocado the dark green. Yeah, I know. Pumpkin the brown. <laughs> you know, he, he's he's not going by the, uh, the you know the, the regular stereotypical names there. He's he's calling like a five year old. I just found out about the owner hooks like like three months ago. <laughs> you know, with the with the little spinner blade on them. I like that. It's a, it's a nice little action to That's it. That's okay, Sean. We also know you know the little rubber band that goes around the Senko, You're supposed to use that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have Come to. Come with debates for a reason. I didn't have to do that, uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So, uh, you, how many fish did you end up catching that day? I mean, we only had a, we only were weighing in two, but you know, was it just the two that you caught? Or you you I had caught a, four, four. Uh, yeah, one, one. I think was like twenty-one or twenty. Uh, that and and the other one that I caught, I think it was under twenty. Like, well, well, come back. Did you find, and this is the first year we did a slot limit, you know, normally it's, it's from 16 to 27. And this year we did it from, um, 
was it 22 to 27? I think. Yeah. 22 to 27. Um, I found it a lot easier when I was fishing because I didn't have to worry if you caught that first fish and he was 18, 19 inches, I'd have to worry about keeping that one. I was like, I can, I can put that one in. I know, I know in my heart of hearts, it's not going to win, but you're always still kind of paranoid about what if it's the only fish I catch or what if I only catch two and I need that one, you know, when you, when you caught those fish and they were smaller, you find it was just easier. Okay. This one's not big enough. I can put them back in. I don't have to worry about it and kind of relax a little bit. Or do you find it a little bit more stressful? Oh, I found, I, I, I like the, um, I, I like the system. It definitely gave it an extra like strategy to it because with red fishing, I feel it's a lot easier if you just want to make a meat run and go catch like 16 to 20 inch redfish. Yeah. That's a lot easier, but to find like, like fat redfish, is like a whole nother ball game. <laughs> it is. And so then you got your two redfish and um, I know, I think you were out in the same area as uh, a number of other guys that were fishing from what I recall. And I'm not going to reveal that area, but I know about where you guys were at. Yeah. Um, and we were, I mean, we were spread out everywhere down, down that way. I mean, a lot of guys went South and some guys went North and some guys went West. Um, do you come in and you've got two fish and you had one that was just a real stud. I mean, he was right under 27 and he was, I think seven and a half pounds, right? I think 7.8, maybe. I think yeah, he was, he was big. He was big. And do you remember the total total pounds you had? 14.09. 14.09. And you ended up in second place. Correct. Yeah. And now your your redfish was actually the biggest redfish that was caught that day. Yeah. And and that first place prize for big red, that side pot was $280. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Right. Now as I understand it, you didn't actually go home with that $280. So <laughs> no, I did not enter the side pot. Yeah. Why don't you tell no. us about how you, I mean, it was only $5. I mean, you know, and usually everybody throws in five bucks for a side pot. Tell us about how you came to make the decision that you weren't going to put up $5 for 280. Tell us about that decision. What was, what was going through your head? What was you thinking there? Well, after I did so terrible in previous tournaments, I made an agreement with my wife that I wouldn't, enter any side pots until I weighed at least one 12 inch trout. <laughs> hey, look, that's nothing to be embarrassed, but we have a couple guys and it's officers who have not yet been able to catch a 12 inch trout when it counted. But, um, so go on with your story. <laughs> but yeah, so that fish, um, actually it was really cool. I had to get out of my kayak and wade and, uh, and push it across a, a grass mat and get back in my kayak. And it was like this landlocked pond. Um, yeah, it, it was it was an adventure. I was like, I don't know why am I doing this. <laughs> That's where the redfish was at that you caught. Yes. Okay. So, um, so you make an agreement with your wife that you're not going to enter any side pots until you can at least weigh in one fish at a tournament. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then you're there tournament day, and you realize you've got big fish. And you don't have you don't in the big fish category. What's kind of going through your mind at this point? I honestly, I just wanted to qualify for the championship. <laughs> I was just like, eh. I was like, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know Kalen was very, very thankful that you didn't enter it because Kalen ended up taking home big fish, and he was a good bit behind you. So you you had it comfortably on that big fish. Um, you got home, and uh, what was your check for? You were in second place. Three fifty. Three fifty. Okay. You got home 350. 
you obviously, I'm sure you shared it with your wife first thing. You, you come home, you, I mean, that's pretty something to be proud of. There were 77 people fishing out there, some really good fishermen, too. The first thing I did was order a hog trough. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I did. And then the, the, the rest I pretty much gave to the wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tyler does the same thing. He does. He 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 takes winnings and he's all I need is a veteran board. Yep, yep, yep. So that that's good. So did you did you happen to mention to her about the five dollars that you didn't spend? And yes, she was she was a little saddened when I told her. She was just like, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, look, the big news for you is you qualified for the championship. I mean, I was really excited about that. Was my that's was my goal when I did minimalist. I said I want to do as many tournaments you know over this year as I can and see how, how you know, how good I, you know, I, I can do. And if I don't do good, then it's something I can work, you know, off of. Mostly after the fact, though, as, as I learned at this past tournament. Oh, yeah. You got to hang around to the end. You got to hang around. I mean, shoot, I'm already taking notes about this brush hog thingy that you're talking about. I'm going to go check it out, probably buy a bag of it, stick it in my tackle box, and then it'll sit for a month or <laughs> You, you got to put them on a lazy man, and I like the green one with the with the orange pumpkin flakes. A green one with the orange. Okay, Tyler's Tyler's recording this, so we're good. Orange, <laughs> green one, orange flakes. Uh, so now you qualified for the championship. You're you're in in the big leagues now. I mean, you're going against the the Steve Lassards, the Devin Belts's, and the Sean Rosanis's of the world now. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so are you are you excited about uh, about fishing it? Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna try to pre fish as much as I can before the the blackout deadline. Yeah, um, I'm gonna move my camper down there for the whole weekend of the championship, and um, yeah, dude, that's it. He's got a setup. I mean, only 40 people qualified. Um, and look, we've got some some members in the club, some really good fishermen that um that didn't qualify for it. They fished all four tournaments, and for some reason, you know, they didn't qualify. Just you know, they come right here at 16th place or you know, 17th place and you're in there. I mean, it's really good finishes. I mean, you finish in the top 16, 17 out of a tournament of 77 people. It's pretty good. You know, I mean, considering the level of competition we have in the club. So for you to come out and, and, and finish in second place, especially in a tournament like this, because when we opened it up to highway 23 and St. Bernard parish, um, you've, you've got a lot of guys that go on on a regular basis and catch some really nice fish out and, uh, things like Delacro and Reggio and, and Port Sulphur and even Venice and, and Joshua's and stuff. So um, just a real quick, a quick rundown of the uh, the winners. I'm going off of memory here. So you know, if anybody corrects me if I'm wrong, but first place was Matt Carr. Um, he, um, you know, I don't think he fished on Highway 23, but he certainly had a, a really good stringer. Uh, Benjamin Day obviously finished in second. Uh, third place, I think was Kalen. Uh, no, third place was Francis Tran. Yeah, Francis Tran was in third. I think fourth was Kalen. Fifth was Aaron Clay, um, who also qualified. Aaron hadn't qualified for the championship yet. And uh, I know he was really trying hard to, to fish and, and to qualify. So he qualified at fifth place. Sixth place was Mark Eubanks. I think Mark had also not qualified for the championship yet. So uh, he finished in, in the top six and qualified. Um, I know that we also had. Um, uh, who else was it that uh, we had Esteban Gill? I know he was another guy that 
that had, had been wanting to qualify, he fished it. So we had probably another four or five guys that fished Rumble on the River and were able to finish in the top 15 and qualify. So congratulations to all those guys. And certainly we're going to be covering that a little bit more after, uh, after Falling Tide. So um, Benjamin, again, man, uh, congratulations on your finish. Uh, second place. We're, we're certainly looking forward to seeing you at Falling Tide next week. Um, real quick, though, you, you went fishing today with your father-in-law. Yes, I went fishing with my father-in-law, Bill Stiles, and uh, he <clears throat> he just retired and moved here from Houston, and uh, so he's pretty excited that he gets to, you know to fish and play golf now. So, and um, he's I, he's a fly fisherman. I think you were telling me earlier. Yes, he's originally from a, um, a upstate New York, and he has a, a like a family camp, and he goes trout fishing a lot. And he he grew up trout fishing, and um, uh, he's taken me a few times and. Every time he comes down here and we get a chance, we we uh we try to go. And he actually he's he never caught a, a redfish on a spoon until today. So and he caught uh, three on a spoon. So it was pretty awesome. That's fantastic. Y'all had a good day. I think you you mentioned y'all caught like eleven or so keeper sized redfish today. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we caught eleven uh, total, and most of the ones that I caught were all over twenty two. And, oh man, that's awesome! Um, I, we let all of them go, and like it, it's pr pretty much the same, it, um, you know, it, as it was for uh, Rumble, except it was low cloud cover today. So I, I felt like the bite lasted, a, you know, a little bit longer. And, and I think it's <laughs> as that weather continues to cool down, the bite may last a little bit longer, and, and, and things. Uh, certainly, we've got a couple of guys on the forum that fly fish a lot. I mean, one guy in particular, uh, Charles Miller, Snake Doctor. He does a lot of fly fishing. So if you, your dad, your father-in-law is ever looking for someone for some advice about where to go or, you know, techniques to use down here on the bayou, you'll certainly reach out to Charles Miller snake doc. He's, he's a great yeah. guy. He's taught me a lot. Um, I don't really fly fish up, yet, but he'll help you out. Also look up music doc. Kevin Andre from yeah. Baton Rouge is also a big time fly fisherman out there. Awesome. Yeah. So we got a couple of those guys. I think there's even a fly fishing, um, a uh, little, little club or something out there. Uh, not sure, oh, but I think they, they hold some. I think they just one tournament they hold every year at PAC. Yeah, there's red, well, there's Redfish Fly Fisher uh, Fly Fishing Club here in Baton Rouge. There's a New Orleans Fly Fishing Group, and then um, Matt um, Matthew and those guys with Heroes on the Water and PAC Kayak area. They do usually a yearly fly fishing tournament for kayaks and boats, um, yeah. kind of competing against each other. Yeah. So if he if he enjoys fly fishing, he'll he'll really enjoy catching. Or, you know, certainly a big redfish on a fly rod. It, it, I bet it's pretty exciting. So, well, look, Ben, feel free to stick around with us. We're gonna uh, we're gonna move on a little bit. Um, yeah. Got a lot of things to talk about. So, um, you know, next thing up on the agenda is Lake Gunnersville, Alabama. And for that, I'm gonna bring in my buddy uh, Tyler, who convinced me about seven eight months ago. He said, "Sean, I I do a lot for you. I I basically take care of all your stuff. I do all your computer stuff. Da 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 da. Can you?" You want to go fishing with me? I said, absolutely. You know, let's go. I've never been bass fishing before, but whatever. Let's go do it. And, man, I'm glad I did. I had such a good time, and I'm, I'm kind of hooked now. I'm already looking forward to fishing some bass tournaments next year with the Hobie Bass Open Series. Um, so, Tyler, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, um, the tournament itself, who who, who put it on, and and uh, just, just what you enjoyed about it. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, guys. Uh, our Facebook uh, 
watchers are telling us that Tyler is still on mute, maybe. Well, look, I'll, I'll keep rolling here. So basically, uh, this was a native watercraft uh, tournament. Tyler is a member of, of, of Native. Um, he's there uh, on the pro staff down here. And uh, this was a tournament that uh, I think we had 117 people registered. It was a bass tournament over there at Lake Gunnersville, Alabama. It's in North Alabama. And if you look at it on the map, it's just really just massive lake. It would literally take you probably at least an hour to get from the north end of the lake to the south end of the lake driving, you know, not even in a, in a boat. Um, and uh, unbeknownst to us, two-time Bassmaster Classic winner, Jordan Lee, uh, great guy. You know, he was there. He was actually fishing it as well. Um, and he uh, it was his first time fishing out of a kayak. But this is one of his home lakes that he fishes. And so this was certainly an area that everybody said, look, there's no way, you know, we're beating Jordan Lee in his lake, you know, uh, fishing for bass. But um, there, there was, the water was beautiful. It, it's kind of like fishing Reggio or Delacro. There's a lot of glass, uh, grass. The water's real clear. Um, but unlike when you're in that salt water and you can kind of feel it and you're in the marsh, this water was more like it was like a swimming pool. It was so refreshing. There were some real deep areas to fish. Um, you know, we, uh, having never fished bass before, we the way this tournament set up is that legal fishing starts at six o'clock. They automatically weigh the fish and then you can check the leaderboard at any time. And so you can leave, you can see live stats of the 117 people registered um, and where they stand in the tournament. So I remember looking down at my phone at one point. At 8.30, I hadn't had a bite yet. Tyler hadn't had a bite yet. And the guy in first, I think, had 70-something inches uh, already registered, meaning he likely already had his four bass. Uh, I think it was a five bass you could measure in. And it was it was a, a total amount length of inches. So, you know, we plugged it out till 4 o'clock. Um, I'm proud to say that we did not skunk. We did not finish last, even though it was our first bass kayak tournament. I think I came in 71st. Out of 117, Tyler came in a few spots behind me, um, and it was it was really it was just a great experience. I know Tyler's got some pictures. He's showing the 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 cabins we were fishing, not quite mountains, but they're these huge hills. So uh, it was it was really a great experience. If you get a chance to fish one of those Hobie Bass Open tournaments, actually this was a native tournament, but either of those tournaments, it's it's really a good time. Um, Jordan Lee actually came in ninth. Out of uh, out of 117 people, so he did finish in the money. But you know, for a two-time Bassmaster Classic uh, winner, you think he he may have been in the top three. And uh, I know when he's such a gracious guy, he came to the stand and he he actually said, you know, uh, this kayak fishing is a lot harder than it looks. I think something to that effect. You guys really work for it. You know, it's a lot harder than fishing out of a boat. So I know I know Tyler and I got a kick out of that. Um, we, we saw a lot of different uh, people down there. I know uh, some of you guys may follow Christine Fisher. Uh, she's really big in the Hobie Bass Open tournaments. She was out there. Um, uh, Craig Storms with uh, Dakota Lithium. We had him on two weeks ago. He was fishing out there. Um, uh, Ryan Lambert, I think he's with uh, some of the Titan guys. So he was out there. A lot, of, a lot of different guys out there. And the great thing is you get out there and uh, you meet all these great guys. I know the, uh, the night before we had the captain's meeting, um, and we were actually in Goose Pond Colony, I think it was, Tyler, Goose Pond Colony, a little restaurant and bar right there. Had this, had this guy uh, with an Alabama T-shirt on 
playing some music. And uh, it was it was a real kick in the butt to sit up there with all these guys fishing the tournament, listening to this guy play uh, some some great music and and having a few drinks. And then um, we actually uh, got to talk to a few different people, called it a night at nine o'clock. And then we were all up for uh, about four thirty in the morning. I think Chuck Bayhan and Clayton Schilling actually came down with us and they, uh, they both fished the tournament. Clayton did real well again. He ended up finishing 11th or 12th. I think, uh, he, he, um, he actually had probably a winning fish on that would have put him in the top two. Um, he tells me it was about 25 inch bass, close to 10 pounds, biggest bass he ever had. He caught him. He had him up to the kayak was letting the fish kind of rest because it was going nuts, reached over for the net, went to scoop it in and the fish gave one last shake and, and shook the hook out and he lost it. That would, that would have been a fish to probably put him in the top three, if not the top two. So anyway, um, you know, I know that was a heartbreaker for Clayton. Um, but, but look, we had a great time. I know Tyler and I are already planning trips for, uh, for next year, uh, to, to fish that tournament again, if they have it and maybe some of the other tournaments down there. Um, if you, if you, if you're interested in fishing some of these tournaments, you can go to uh, the Hobie webpage um, on, on Facebook, actually. It's the Hobie Bass Open Series. You can look at their their Facebook page. They've got a number of tournaments coming up starting in February. Going to be down in um, in Georgia and Alabama, Arkansas, Texas. Uh, and then they've got some, some locations that are pretty far away. So uh, I did want to thank Tyler for uh, teaching me the secret of the Senko bait. It's what I caught most of my uh, most of my fish on. Tyler said it's a it's a skill he learned over a long period of time, um, something he saw on TV, and uh, he, he was watching some YouTube videos on it and um, really really mastered the art of the <laughs> the senko. So that's what we caught most of our fish on. If you haven't seen it, it's it's really a crazy setup. It's just a little little jig head with a worm, and you put the jig head kind of through the worm in the middle, and you just kind of bounce it. And is that, is that all, is that all you use? Is that all you use? Just, just the worm. There's no just the worm and the head. that may or may not help keep said worm on said hook. I didn't need it. <laughs> so look, uh, anyway, if you have any questions about it, you know, feel free to text me or Tyler. We can, we can certainly help you out about, um, you know, maybe not telling you where to fish cause we were still learning, but, uh, just the general format and what Hobie's got coming on. We hope to have someone come on from Hobie at the end of their calendar year this year to talk about the series they've got coming up next year. And I think that's going to be, uh, to be a, something really kind of interesting. If I think we're going to have a number of guys wanting to go out there and make little trips together because to get out there in these mountains and, and, and these lakes, it's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful scenery. Definitely a nice change of pace from, from what we're used to. Um, okay. Following Todd guys, uh, week and a half to go. If you guys haven't signed up yet, you need to, the weather looks like it's going to be great. That cool weather starting to come in. Um, I think at last count, Tyler, where, where are we up to as far as number of people registered? Yeah, so we got about 78 people signed up right now. Uh, and we're going to, um, you know, we, we always get a lot of people signing up towards towards the end. But we got a bunch of raffle prizes. Uh, real quick, though, before we get to, to some of our sponsors, I uh, want to announce our, our first, second, and third place prizes. Now, these are all prizes that uh, – We've, we've gotten in conjunction with Hobie um, Kayaks and also Backpacker Baton Rouge. So this year, again, the first place prize is going to be a, I think it's a 2019 uh, Pro Angler, Hobie Pro Angler. This is in, I think it's the camo color, if, I, if, I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. 
That's so, correct. Yeah, so we got a 2019 Hobie Outback, I mean, Hobie Pro Angler in the camel color is going to be our first place prize. Our second place prize this year for Backpacker is going to be a Hobie Compass, and I think that's the, the blue one. Um, so that's a really nice kayak. I hear a lot of people, you know, um, really enjoy using the compass. It, it, compass, it makes a great second kayak or even for a lot of people, it's their first kayak, uh, or for wives. It's a, it's a great kayak for wives. It's a little bit smaller and easier to handle, um, you know, for kids or, or for even, um, uh, wives or, or, or small or smaller people that, that don't want to deal with the, the weight of the outback. Third place again, uh, uh, backpacker has donated a thousand dollar gift card. Um, I've been fortunate enough to, to win this, uh, this gift card. And, and certainly that's something you can use to, to pay for a kayak. Uh, they've got a bunch of other stuff at, at backpacker you can buy. Certainly there's a bunch of kayak accessories. There are clothes. Uh, I think mine I use to actually get a, a, a Lowrance, um, uh, elite HDI, something or other two, seven, something like that. So, uh, great. Great GPS unit, great Lawrence. Um, still figuring it out. It's got the side scan daily, and you can see the little fishes swimming all around you. So it's uh, it's it's a really cool feature. Um, that I tell you what, though, the maps on it uh, really detailed. When you when you pair it with a uh, like a standard mapping card or a Louisiana Go card, something like that, the maps on it are incredibly detailed, and I really get a lot of benefit out of that. But there's so many things at Backpacker that you can use that gift card for. Uh, just some great things. I think they're, they, they even do skiing trips. I think you can use it for a ski trip. Uh, certainly, you can talk to Brock Miller about the extent that you can use. Then from there, uh, the we'll, we'll be paying out seven uh, places for slams if we go over 100 people. And fourth through seventh will be uh, all cash prizes uh, from there. The um, other side categories we have are the big fish categories. And that's obviously going to be big redfish, big trout, big flounder, and leopard red. And I believe that we award prizes for the top five fish in each of those categories. So, you know, realistically, you're looking at about eh, 27 uh, particular spots that that'll be paid out in cash or prizes. So it's some really good odds right there. You know, if we, you know, we get 100, 125 people signed up, you know, there's one in five shot maybe of you coming home with a prize or some cash. So it's definitely a good tournament to come out. Also for our um, our captain's bags, I'm going to switch on over to Aaron real quick. And, and uh, Aaron, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what we might expect to get in our captain's bags from our sponsors. Uh, yes, sir. So, um, as in- okay, guys, sorry about that. Uh, we are back on. Um, one thing I want to mention, and t- I made this mistake a number of times, and I think Tyler did tonight. One of the things we have noticed when broadcasting through Facebook Live is you really need to go through Google Chrome. If you try to go through Internet Explorer or some of the other uh, uh, you know, web, web browsers, you, you're going to have issues with it lagging and, and bogging down. I finally figured it out. I think Tyler accidentally logged in through something other than Google Chrome, and we were having some issues. So if you're having any issues with it lagging or anything, try downloading Google Chrome and go through it. For some reason, it plays much better when we're going through Facebook Live. So um, just back on real quick, I want to make sure we didn't miss anything. I'm going to try to recap what I talked about real quick. Uh, first place prize for, for Falling Tide is going to be a, a camo pro angler. Second place prize is going to be um, a Hobie Compass. And third place is going to be a $1,000 gift card to the backpacker. Okay. So then um, 
real quick, uh, again, the rules, you know, we're, we're going to be paying out hopefully top 10, top seven slams, redfish, trout, and flounder. Uh, then we're going to also be paying out top five big fish. That'll be the, um, the uh, redfish, trout, flounder, and the uh, leopard red. So uh, Aaron went through some of the, the captain's bag prizes again. Aaron, just real quickly cover what we what we just covered real quick. Yeah, so captain's bag, as I said, um, returning sponsor and always, you know, uh, favorite sponsor of ours, Pure Fishing, Mr. Gerald Gaspard, who uh, represents uh, companies like Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, Johnson Spoon. Um, they'll be donating gulp baits as always, you know, we, we love having those in our captain's bags cause they definitely, definitely get used. Um, I mean, immediately there's people I'm sure that have won, <clears throat> you know, one of our tournaments, Paddle or Fallen Tide, uh, with something they've got in their captain's bag. Um, we've also got uh, a new, one of our new spot, two new sponsors this past year. They're going to be back again for, uh, for Fallen Tide. Captain Lane Zimmer with the uh, Death Grip Jig Heads, uh, Ghost Minnows, and uh, oh darn, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, screw up the next one. Shut up! Uh, oh no! See, this is why you don't do it twice. Um, they um, provided Death Grip Jig Heads for us at Battle Palooza. I'm not sure if we're getting Jig Heads or or, or lures, uh, but um, we're gonna get some of those in the bag. Uh, also, Four Horsemen Corks, uh, probably the most popular cork out here in South Louisiana. Um, we're definitely going to have some of those in there as well. Louisiana Fish Fry, you know, always our, our go-to seasoning, go-to fish fry for, for our events. Uh, everybody hopefully gets a bag of those. And um, the 180 Seasoning, another new sponsor of ours. We'll get some sample packs of that. We'll also try to have some around for uh, for tasting for the Postelie on Friday night as well as the uh, weigh in. Um, so, uh, captain's bags, uh, always, you know, fun to have those. You'll have your shirt in there. Yak gear is going to be supplying the bags again. A uh, nice little mesh bag that, uh, you can use doubles as a storage bag afterwards, not just, you know, a, a bag to just hold your stuff uh, for the tournament, but, um, definitely a lot of people use those later on, uh, when fishing or to store some things on trips. So um, we appreciate them uh, giving us those in the amounts that we have them for, you know, for all of our anglers. <clears throat> um, okay. So then we've got, we've got some great captain's bags and uh, again, you know, t-shirts and everything. Uh, I think uh, Trisha Lewis designed the, the t-shirts again this year. Is that right? Yeah. So big shout out to Trisha for, for, for again, designing the shirts and she does always does a great job on that stuff. So we're going to, uh, you know, we really, really look forward to that. So, you know, as everybody knows, you know, we all hope to win the prizes and, and to, to finish in the slam category and everything. But the great thing about this tournament is even if you don't win and you don't place, you still got a shot to win some really great stuff. And that's, that's right. usually a raffle. At the end of the day, we have these sponsors that donate uh, for the raffle. And for you, for those that are new to the club, this is a way that we use the raffle prizes to pay for a lot of the things in the tournament. Uh, to help pay for a lot of the prizes that we give out, uh, to help pay for the cost of the T-shirts. And there's a lot of expenses that go into these tournaments, you know, renting places, uh, renting chairs and tables, um, 
uh, just the food supplies, you know, we're feeding 100, 150 people sometimes. Uh, so there's a lot of expenses going to this. And the way we get some of that money back is by selling tickets for the raffle and, um, and these sponsors give us these great things. So Aaron, if you could tell us maybe about some of the great, uh, prizes we're going to be um, giving away at the raffle it gives everybody a shot to to get that ticket and maybe win some really really cool stuff and actually it's also how as a club we we get funds towards projects and things that we do um you know we 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 always mention this at the tournaments our yearly dues to be you know a bona fide member of bayou coast kayak fishing club is about is 25 dollars. and when all is said and done the 25 dollars times the amount of members we have paying really covers our operating costs. You know, we have to provide a website. We have to provide, you know, you know, form access. We have to provide, you know, things for the tournaments, you know. And so those those expenses kind of get eaten up by the dues. You know, when we sell these raffles, that's where we get money mic to check. build, build um, Tyler's doing a mic check. If, if Facebook land can, can hear him, let us know. Um, we can do... Um, projects like building, you know, launches or uh, donate to, uh, you know, these, the, the raffle um, we help match or, or donate to, you know, organizations like Wish to Fish or Dose of the Coast uh, or Heroes on the Water. So, um, you know, there's always, you know, things that, that uh, our club has been very fortunate to do and, it, and a lot of it comes from this raffle. But um Returning sponsors, you know, procure scents. We'll have some uh, some scented uh, scented oils, as I like to say, uh, for for your baits uh, coming from them. We'll probably try to raffle that Friday night so that somebody can use that and maybe win something big on Saturday. Uh, Ego nets, our favorite net um, uh, for for fishing the marsh, uh, the uh, rubberized mesh that has the wide wide gap holes that everybody likes. They're very easy to get treble hooks out of perfect size for kayaking uh we'll have one of those on there um we'll have a membership to lafb elite from captain uh deniman devin deniman uh, out of slidell area um very cool website uh, very good little program he's got going where um teaches you about marsh fishing about seeing patterns and, and understanding where to go when to go uh and, and making the best out of any trip uh, that you take um so we're very happy to have a membership to give away for that for one year to uh, to go to his uh, members only section to, to get all that information. Uh, California Innovations, um, the guys that are behind our, our Arctic coolers, but most importantly, our Columbia fish bags that you see a lot of us have that we helped design years ago. Also, the new ones that came out in the past couple of years, the Titans. Um, Those things I've, are sweet. That I've been quoted to say, you know, are, are almost too pretty to put fish in. Uh, I know Dan Rybell's definitely put fish in him. Um, he's already, you know, broken one in hard, and, and um, I think he broke a zipper. And um, he can tell you, uh, customer service is great with them. He, he broke his zipper and got. I think he got that hook stuck days. on the zipper and it bent the hook. I think that's I, what happened. No talent, no talent. But he I think he got like his cast um, and. <laughs> He got his replacement within eight days, which I think is a great turnaround for, for that. So Absolutely. thanks to those guys. I know they really like us and we really like them. Um, we have a surprise from them. I, I have an idea of what said surprise might be, but um, we're going to, we're going to be, they're, they're keeping even me down to the wire on uh, what they're giving us this year. So keep your eyes peeled, hopefully for an announcement next week. 
when we get said surprise and uh we'll, we'll definitely pump that up uh when we get it um bending branches back again they're going to be giving us an angler classic paddle we always like uh like those paddles um uh, zook zook rod so i'm gonna butcher the name is it, i don't know if it says weibel or weibel weibel i love um, my custom, zook robs custom zook robs Robs, zook rods. Rods. I love uh, zook custom rods. custom made rods uh Kevs, it's going to be putting uh, the Fallen Tide logo again on this one. Um, and he's going to be donating one bait caster and one spin spinning cast uh, spinning rod uh, for us to to uh, raffle. Uh, also, we got Dakota Lithium, another new sponsor this year, procured, uh, procured by Tyler Caldwell. There, uh, great new sponsor we have. They're going to be giving us power box and a ten at twelve volt battery, so we'll be giving that out as well. Uh, and another new sponsor, Yakline. Um, makers of a pretty heavy duty stringer. Um, I've, I've not, I've not used it yet. I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge stringer person because a, I, I always like to keep my fish on ice, and b, I'm afraid that something's gonna get my fish if I leave it in the water too long. But I have to say, those things look super durable. Uh, they look really easy to use, and uh, they have a huge huge carabiner to, to hook it on pretty much anything you've got, whether it's side of your yak, a rope, a, a anchor trolley, you know, whatever. Um, they're built, they look like they're built very well. So um, we're going to have a couple of those out to, uh, to give as well. And then last but not least, and we've got, you know, this can also change. We can add some more between now and then, but also less our, our coup de gras, as I like to say, the thing we always love to give at the end of our tournament, the Orion cooker. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so definitely everybody I know holds out as best they can for that. And, um, and so we love, we love having those guys. So yeah, it looks like a great list of things. Um, definitely, uh, could add some more surprises between now and then, like, for example, we've got Bass Pro, um, and Cabela's are our, our big title sponsors as, as well, um, alongside Backpacker and Pure Fishing, um, uh, we'll be shopping, you know, there as well, outside of the prizes that they donate for our big fish categories, we'll also be purchasing some things uh, for our raffle from from them. So um, lots of other gear uh, to be to be determined once we go shopping for all that, that we'll also add to that raffle. So um, probably very fortunate, definitely not probably um, one of the very fortunate clubs that gets um such a good turnout from our sponsors and such, you know, admiration. And, and we love them. And, and we hope that our, uh, our members um, definitely show, show their love for those sponsors and, and let them know that they won this prize or they heard about this prize from Bayou coast. Cause that lets them know that we're doing, you know, we're doing them justice and, and promoting their products and, and telling them how much we appreciate them helping us out. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, you, you look around at any of our tournaments and, uh-huh. Um, you'll see that a lot of our members are using all of these products for the sponsors, everything from the four horsemen cork and yeah. the death grip jig heads and the gulp baits and the, you know, the, 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 the coolers, the, um, I mean, just everything gets used, uh, in, in purchased because they, they see the quality stuff. I mean, and, and I'll be honest, we've had, the club has been approached by potential sponsors and we declined to accept some of the things, you know, I, I can think of, you know, uh, a couple things in particular where, you know, we just felt like maybe it was an inferior product and didn't want to promote it 
uh, in the club when we've had better, you know, better products to promote. So we really get have some real quality sponsors that provide some really nice stuff for us. And, um, you know, again, you know, it's nice to win things in the raffle, but you know, you're there. If you if you got a little extra money, you could throw it down. Maybe you win something, maybe you don't. But at the end of the day, you know, your money's going to something useful. A lot better than going to the casino and, and blowing it there, or you know, or um, something like that. So you know, it's going say, to a good cause. I'll say, Sean, a testament to our sponsors as well, and kind of what we do. You know, like like you said, we we've had we've turned down some sponsors as well, and it's not only sometimes because we may not believe in the product, or, or we may not think it. it it's something that our, our members would like or enjoy or use. Um, but we also, you know, we've got these some from real big sponsors. I mean, I'm not going to, yeah. not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. And, you know, we, we've been, we've been approached by other big names as well. And, you know, we have to say, we, we appreciate you, you know, considering us, but there's a direct conflict with some of these and, and, and we don't want to, um, we don't want to upset those, those brands and those names and, and, you know, we'll we'll put a pin in this and we'll consider you, you know, if, if something changes. But for now, I mean, we're we're so happy with with the guys that are that we're working with. Um, we're, we're very comfortable and very fortunate. So, uh, you know, we do our best to not to not rock that boat or not to upset our, our sponsors now. And we hope that we're doing them them well out in the, in the eyes of our anglers. And, and I hope that our anglers enjoy having them you know, around as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just real quick, guys, uh, any questions about launches? You know, certainly people will be posting it real quick. You know, you'll be able to fish anywhere from, you know, Myrtle Grove South all the way down to Venice. I think we covered a lot of those areas on our last podcast from on the river. Uh, you can certainly go back and check those out. You know, real quick, you're going to have Myrtle Grove Marina. You got Bayou Log Cabins. You've got Joshua's. You've Happy got Grand Road. Uh, there's, you know, Happy Grand Bayou, Grand Bayou, Grand, I'm sorry, Happy Grand Jacks. Bayou Road. Yeah. Grand Bayou Road. There's Happy Joshua's. Jacks. There's Joshua's Yellow Cotton Bay. Off the road in Venice. Off the highway. Yeah. There yeah. are literally a tons of places to launch. Uh, if you have any questions about any particular launch, whether you can launch there or not, just email, email on Facebook on the forum. You know, we've covered these questions. These questions come up every year. You know, certainly take a look at that. I was looking at the launch time earlier. The, the, the lines in time says it's 5 a.m. So, you know, if you're going to launch that early, I know a lot of people want to go out and, and go pretty far. Make sure you have a light or something showing you. You know, I, I don't really like to get out unless I'm by some camps with some lights until I can see, unless I'm staying close to land. You know, just use your best judgment. Make sure you're visible. You have some lights. It's always required that you wear a PFD when you're fishing these tournaments. You need to have that on. Uh, uh, the whole time you're fishing. Um, uh, if you have any questions about any of the rules, make sure you ask in advance. You can ask again at the captain's meeting. We will cover everything. It's not required that you attend the captain's meeting, but we're gonna, we, we have some of the best pastelaya being served there ever. Uh, it's really good stuff, and you can all, all get all your questions answered. Um, also, volunteer list. It's very important. Uh, we've got a list up on the forum and on Facebook. We need some volunteers. Uh, we cannot run this tournament with the seven or eight officers we have. Um, we need you guys to step up and help us out. There are plenty of things. You'll make some great friends. There's even some prizes that are raffled off strictly for the volunteers. So if you haven't done so already, you know, see what you can do. Help out Friday night, Saturday, um, you know, or if you're staying Saturday night, maybe help some with the cleanup on Sunday morning. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of work to do, you know, with, with 20 people, it goes quick. With five people, it goes slow. 
So if you can stick around the next morning or help out that night to help us clean up, do that. Um, I think we have a special room rate at uh, Cypress Cove Marina. If you call over there, make sure you mention that you're coming in town for Bayou Coast Cock Fishing Club to make sure you get that special roommate. I certainly encourage everyone to try to stay down there Saturday night. It's a long day of fishing. It's generally a long drive back for a lot of people. The rooms are cheap. They're clean. They're uh, they're comfortable. You could put literally four guys in, in, in one room if you wanted to, or you know you you know two guys and each each, each person gets a bed. So definitely do that. Um, last thing I will mention. Uh, big announcement, Padapalooza 2020. The date has been set. It is going to be on April 25th. And of course, it's going to be in Grand Isle at Bridgeside Marina. So for you guys looking to take off or to go ahead and start scheduling things for next year, maybe you got a wedding you're looking to do and, and your wife's wanting to schedule it in April. Just tell her that's fine. Just not April 25th. You'll be good. So April 25th is going to be Padapalooza 2020. Um, also, real quick, uh, we're working on some really big things for next year. We can't say anything yet. Uh, nothing's confirmed 100%, but if everything's go right, next year is going to be a great year. So we'll talk a little bit more about that once we confirm some things and wrap it up towards the end of the year. In the meantime, uh, we won't be back on until after falling tide, and certainly we'll recap that at that time. So if you haven't signed up yet, get on, get signed up. Uh, shirts are limited. So, um, we, we ordered, we had a cutoff date. We ordered some extra shirts. Uh, it's still time to sign up and, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll get the size shirt you want anything though. Right now, though, it's not guaranteed you'll get your size, but the sooner you sign up, the better shot you have of getting the t-shirt in your size and the better shot you have of getting some more goodies in your, in your captain's bag. We normally separate the goodies by who comes in first. Once we run out of a certain kind of goodie, then, you know, it, 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 um, you know, you may not get it in the bag if you wait till the last minute to sign up. So do that as quickly as possible. It also helps us plan out how many people we're going to be feeding, et cetera. So, uh, again, we're sorry for all the difficulties tonight. Um, something that happens when 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 you deal with technology. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you all were able to join us tonight. We look forward to seeing you guys at Fallen Tide. And uh, if you have any questions, again, post something on, on Facebook or on the forum and uh, one of us will reach out to you and hopefully answer your questions. I got so. my microphone uh, turned back on just in time to say bye. And thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks, Tyler. <laughs> we appreciate thanks, you joining Tyler. us again tonight. All right, guys. Till next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks.